you guys are not going to believe what just happened to me. So I am driving home from work. This was like an hour ago. Driving home from work. I'm in the Beverly Hills area on Santa Monica. And I had my window down and I'm kind of looking out the window as I'm driving past the slow traffic. And I pass Ryan Johnson going the opposite direction. I don't care for the guy, but it was really cool to see him in the flesh. And he's got a nice car. I'll give him that. It was just really cool, and it made me want to come on today and just do a podcast. I have nothing prepared, but we're going to kind of wing it. So this is Han Talks First. It's episode 16. Here we go. Yeah, I have nothing prepared today. I'm recording this on a Friday. I know I drop episodes every Monday, so it's pre-recorded. But for anyone listening um, on Monday, hope you're off to a great start. And I looked up some of the latest news and rumors that are going around, and we're going to just talk about that today. But um, I know last two weeks ago, uh, we did an episode about the females of the force part one there is a part two coming i would expect that next week which would be the 19th so on the 19th check out part two of females of the force with my girlfriend leia uh coming back on to finish the conversation and then the following week um be prepared for one of the coolest episodes in any Star Wars podcast. It's going to be on the music of Star Wars. But it's not going to be like <clears throat> a bunch of people talking about how cool the music is or just humming some of the melodies from our favorite songs. Nope. Me and my musical friend, longtime friend, Durham, will be talking about the music in fine detail, and how it's structured, what makes it sound beautiful, what what makes it grab the audience's attention, and how John Williams really identifies the tone of the movies with a simple score. <clears throat> For those of you who don't know or don't pay attention, I'm a musician. The opening theme on this podcast was actually written by myself and I am actually going to have an extended version of that song play out on one of these episodes. I'll probably let's just let it happen for the the music episode and um, love to hear your guys thoughts. So let's jump into some news that went on today. Um, Aside from me seeing Ryan Johnson going to dinner in Beverly Hills, which is kind of cool. Um, he, he always looks like he has a really calm demeanor, which is funny because he gets so much crap online and you would think that would like stress him out or maybe he's just got thick skin or he legitimately just doesn't give a crap. 
I don't know, but he looked calm and he had a beautiful woman with her. Probably his sister. But whatever. So yeah. Some news directly from Lucasfilm. Okay. There's going to be a new kids show. Another Star Wars kids show. This is crazy. How many do we have right now? Okay, we have the resist we have resi- resistance. I don't know why I stuttered so many times. We have resistance which is um, kind of the full-length animated TV show. And, like, I don't know, like 20 minutes an episode. Similar to Rebels, but... So we have that. We have Forces of Destiny, um, which, by the way, I haven't seen any of these shows, so I I can't give you an opinion. I just just know of them. Um, And there's another one um, that is like, oh, the adventures of uh, Luke Skywalker, the the little mini anime style. And then, of course, there's this new one, and it's going to be called Roll Out, and it's going to be a series of shorts for kids. And if you guys haven't seen <clears throat> some of the concepts for this new show, it's really weird. So I don't think there's going to be any dialogue from any of the characters, and it's all the characters we know of the sequel trilogy, but they're all designed to look like BB-8. So they all, like, roll around. So instead of, like, having arms and legs, they just have a body, and their body is a ball, and they roll around just like (laughs) BB-8. I don't know where these ideas come from. I, I don't even know how many kids watch those shows, those little Star Wars kids shows, but... I guess they'll find it appealing. I don't know. It looks like it's for, like, infants. Like, it it looks a step below Dora the Explorer. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. <laughs> I just I just think it's funny. You know, I mean, I have... I don't have a problem with it. I'm just kind of giving my first initial reaction on. But I'm sure it'll be fun for the little tykes out there who will watch it and learn from it, and grow up wanting to remove their arms and legs and turn their body into a ball so they can roll around like their favorite Star Wars characters. It'd be funny if the kids that grow up watching that show and that's their first initial, like, Star Wars, or what their first experience is, like, that rollout show. And then as they get older, they start to check out the movies and stuff, and they're all like, oh, they're like, why are they real people? I thought they were all just a bunch of balls. (laughs) Why is BB-8 the only one who has stayed in character? I don't know. So, yeah, new animated show. Um, I usually I usually watch like one episode or a little bit of each episode per animated show, so I might check it out and I'll let you guys know how it is. Uh, the last bit of news I have, unfortunately, I don't have that much news today. Um, what's funny about the news, so I release my podcast every Monday, right? And I, all, I typically always pre-record them. And what's, what bothers me so much is most of the news, the theories, the leaks, the rumors, the spoilers, all that, comes out on Monday, like midday, like after I've already uploaded my episodes. So I'm always like a second late. Now, it's not always Monday, but 
for the past couple of weeks, that's what it's felt like. And, the, and it's like, oh, man, I really want to talk about that. But no, everyone else has already done it. It doesn't look like I'm on my game. But I am. I really am. I should, I should start recording these on, uh, like, on Tuesday or Monday night after all this stuff leaks. But I have a schedule. My episodes come out Monday. Maybe I should just do a live episode sometime. I don't know if I can do that via Apple and Spotify and Stitcher, but I could definitely do it via YouTube. So I'll have to look into it. If anyone's interested, you should let me know. So yeah, the second bit of news I have is D23 is coming up. That's Disney's huge-ass convention where they announce a bunch of stuff and we're going to get like Frozen trailers and some other stuff. That's my theory is when we're going to get our next Star Wars trailer for Episode Nine, But... They have announced that they are going to show a little bit of footage and preview of Episode 2 of Vader Immortal, the VR game. I still haven't really watched the full gameplay of Episode 1. I know everyone's talking about it, and I really want to experience it, but I'm not too excited because I haven't gotten involved yet. But I think it's pretty cool that the hype is there, and... It's enough for them to keep going. I think it's going to be a five-part series. But uh, from what I've seen, it looks really cool. I I have done the uh, the VR experience, The Void, Star Wars The Void. Uh, I wonder if it's related. That one was really cool. You, like, you go into this virtual reality dome um, filled with, uh, like, uh, it's like a map and everything is motion tracked and you wear like the motion capture suit and you put on the mask and everything. And that was really cool. It felt like I was actually there. I'm not saying it looked like reality, but um, it really was immersive. I think the coolest part of it was we walked into this armory and a commander was like, we were just as stormtroopers and the commander's like, go grab your weapons. And I see the stormtrooper blasters on the wall. And when I go to grab it, I was like, it's going to be like a, a, a green brick that I'm holding in actuality. But when I went to go grab it, it felt like I was actually holding the blaster. And it was one of the coolest things <laughs> I've experienced. I really want to do that with a, a, an effects lightsaber. That would be cool. Bottom line, I just got to suck it up drop $300, get the VR, get the game, and then just play it, do a review, and just talk about it, and finally experience it for myself, rather than just speculate. It's not like episode 9, where it's not out yet, and I can speculate all day. That's actually out. I should go try it. So that's it for news. Next, I would like to move on to a little bit of fun facts about the Star Wars universe. So couple things that one of which I found out recently and the other one is kind of old knowledge but it's pretty it's pretty interesting and not a lot of people know about it so I'll start with that one um, and it's about the design of the lightsaber um, so think back to the original Star Wars when Obi-Wan pulls out uh, Anakin's saber and shows it to Luke and hands it to him and I was like, that was the first time we ever saw it. Now, 
it, just think of the hilt itself, not the actual blade. And that hilt was actually a arm for a flashlight at the end of a camera. It was an, it was an add-on piece to a camera of old school cameras. And that hilt quote is actually the arm. And at the top where the blade would come out, there used to be another connecting piece that was essentially a flashlight. Uh, like uh, like a light bulb would hang up there with a huge circle around it. And what George Lucas did to get this hilt for this new weapon, no one had any idea what it looked like. He literally just ripped off the top, the top bulb off, and just had the arm and removed the arm from the camera. And that was the lightsaber. How crazy is that? One of the most interesting, inventive, new designs, coolest weapon in all of history, fictional history. And it's just a piece of something else that no one would have ever thought to look at it differently. It's really cool, really interesting. And then the creative creativity started coming in once the prequels came around, and each individual character got their own distinct-looking lightsaber with uh, meanings behind the material on it. And I just think it's an interesting story. So if you got time, go online and just look up lightsaber uh, piece of a camera. I'll just Google it. You'll find what you'll find what I'm talking about. It's really and it's literally the same. It's Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. <laughs> it's crazy. So the second fun fact I'd like to talk about today is uh, actually about one of the. Employees of ILM, Lucasfilm. Headquarters, Star Wars Base Camp. So, uh, John Knoll. If you don't know who John Knoll is, um, you're very familiar with his work. He's been involved with Lucasfilm for years. He, um, <clears throat> he's also made cameos, but he's actually the, uh, the chief creative officer and senior visual effects supervisor at Industrial Light and Magic. He did a lot of his work on the prequels uh, as far as visual effects go, and he uh, has always been heavily involved with the making of Star Wars ever since. Um, One cool thing about him is he is the founder of Photoshop. How sick is that? So not only was he pioneering effects and animation at Lucasfilm, but he also did it independently by creating Photoshop, which is one of the key softwares used today. Really cool. And the second fun fact about him is John Knoll is actually the guy who came up with the idea to make Rogue One. He was reading the opening crawl to A New Hope one day, and he was like, that'd be a really cool movie. He pitched a story idea to Kathleen Kennedy, and they rolled with it, and he was on board as a story credit. So I didn't know that, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, Just that it really shows how that team there is very collaborative and open-minded, and how they're all just passionate about 
about the work. And an effects guy can come in and give opinions about new story ideas. That's awesome. I think that's amazing. And it also shows uh, about the kind of leader that Kathleen Kennedy is as well, to be able to accept hearing somebody out from that, from someone outside of a story group or something like that, you know. So really cool stuff. So that's it for our fun facts segment. Thank you very much. Uh, Might as well just talk about a couple of rumors that have circulated this week. So let's see. So let's talk about Palp. Palps, Palpatine, Palpatini, Darth Sidious, um, the Emperor. Um, so there's a new rumor around about Palpatine's ship, his new ship, his new planet-destroying ship in Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. This is just rumor. Okay, guys. Not spoiling anything. I mean, it could be fake. It could be real. I don't know. But, you know, as we're going further, just know that uh, you can leave right now. <laughs> Now's your time. You can leave. But uh, <clears throat> for those of you sticking around, have you heard the rumors? I don't know why I did that. But anyway. So. Apparently, Emperor Palpatine has a new ship called the Onager Star Destroyer. Onager. Onager. I don't know how to say it. O-N-A-G-E-R. Onager. We'll we'll go with that. That sounds all right. So, apparently, he could be commanding this Onager Star Destroyer. But on board the new ship is... An entire Sith fleet. That's right. Now, apparently, this ship is supposed to have Death Star weaponry, and it is planet destroying. It has planet destroying capabilities. Uh, this is all according to Making Star Wars. Um, that's who is uh, quote releasing this. Uh, News. So, what's interesting is the Onager ship actually comes up during the Galactic Civil War. The rebels believed that the Empire was building siege breakers that used kyber crystal powered lasers capable of destroying entire mountains and cutting through most energy shields. And that's the same ship that may appear in Episode 9. But what's most interesting about this to me is that on board this ship is a a new Sith fleet, which could be the Sith troopers that we saw at Comic-Con. And that was one of the points I was making. Why are they called Sith troopers when there's no Sith anywhere? See what I mean? So I do believe that they would belong to Palpatine or at least take orders from Palpatine because Kylo's not a Sith. And Rey sure as hell isn't a Sith. Unless there's something she's not telling everybody. And she's had this dirty little secret up her sleeve the entire time. Oh, she doesn't wear sleeves. Well, she has it hidden in one of those buns of hair on top of her head. But anyway, that's an interesting theory. I don't really know that much more about it. If you guys do, you should 
share it in like the comments or email me or whatever. <clears throat> now the second one I had, the second news break I had was about Kylo Ren. And we're also jumping back to lightsabers. Um, actually, before I get started, I just remembered uh, some history on lightsabers. So um, the lightsaber that we know and have seen in the movies is actually not the first version of it. There's a precursor um, known as a force saber. And that was one of the original lightsabers there was. And it was called the first saber, I think. But anyway, a force saber was used to channel dark side forces and energy. And it wasn't as stable as modern day lightsabers. And it was really only used by dark side users. Light side users had no weapon of, of the sort. Um, so that's something else interesting. Lightsabers were made by the Sith. So by the evil side. And over time they were, they started to appeal to the Jedi and then the Jedi started to use them. But originally a Sith weapon and only a Sith weapon. And I think that kind of relates a little bit back to our real world. The bad guys making the biggest noise and the biggest weapons and then the good people use it. Although good and evil in our world is more of a a point of view <laughs> from a certain point of view. Anyway, so back to this new news break. So apparently Kylo Ren is going to be wielding Luke Skywalker's green saber in this new movie. What do you guys think of that? I don't really care for it. For one, he threw it away on Death Star 2 in Return of the Jedi. Now, I don't know why it was shown in The Last Jedi in a flashback, but as far as I'm concerned, that lightsaber is still on the Death Star. Ooh. Actually, what if Kylo goes to the Death Star and finds the green lightsaber? Hmm. That actually makes sense. You see what I'm talking about when I say that I didn't have anything prepared because now I'm just now thinking of this? Uh, that'd be really cool, actually. Because we know they're going to the Death Star, at least, you know, Ray, Poe, Finn, and uh, the two droids. They're probably going there to elope, honestly. But the rest of them, probably going for the green saber. We'll find out. But that's what could happen. Maybe Kylo gets there first, and the, uh, the good guys are actually hunting Kylo. And then Kylo finds the green saber, and he accidentally initiates this new Ornaga ship and calls it into their reach of the galaxy, and that's when the Sith troopers are activated. And it's a clone army. So they're all brain-controlled. And that's how they were activated. So they're kind of semi-robotic uh, symbiotes. And, and that's how Palpatine comes in. Isn't this crazy, guys? There's literally thousands of like theories and uh, stories for Episode Nine, and we know absolutely nothing. We know that there are red stormtroopers, and that's it. We don't know anything. How crazy is that? 
We don't even know if, if Ian McDermott's going to be in the movie. He came out on stage. That doesn't mean anything. His name hasn't been on IMDb at all. Ugh, kind of stresses me out. But that's the last bit of news I heard as far as rumors. Um, and uh, let's just let's move on to the last thing I want to talk about, which is probably the coolest thing, is uh, this new theory that was circling around on Monday that I didn't get a chance to talk about because I had already recorded an episode. So it's all about Ray. That's right. I'm sure you've heard the rumor or the theory already, but I just wanted to talk about it because I'm torn. I find it fascinating, and I also find it a little uh, uncomfortable. So let me explain the theory. So the theory is that uh, I'm going to preface by saying that Episode 9 will have the... uh, the idea of time travel in it, and that's what will take place. So if that was what was to happen, here is what would follow. Um, Ray is uh, traveling through time. or she When she encounters Palpatine in Episode 9, Palpatine creates... She put, he puts like a hex or a spell on her or something, and it causes her to have... Uh, to be with child. And Palpatine was creating the most powerful dark side user from the Force in Rey. And Rey, while traveling through time, gets stuck like uh, 60, 70 years in the past during the time of the prequels. And it's said in this theory that in order to blend in and disguise herself, she comes up with a new name and a new background and everything and basically changes her name. And she becomes Shmi, and she takes on the name Skywalker. Shmi Skywalker, hence Rise of Skywalker. She was never actually a Skywalker, but she takes on the name in homage and paying tribute to Luke. Little did she know, she was carrying Anakin Skywalker, in Habeli. And and that's the origins of Anakin Skywalker. He was created by Darth Sidious. And Rey is Shmi Skywalker. So why I love this is it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful way to tell the story. And it really does wrap up everything. And that sounds like some George Lucas shit. And I love George Lucas shit. And... um I don't know. I just feel like if it was if it was executed well, it would uh, it would look beautiful. It would sound beautiful. It would smell beautiful. I don't know. I think it's a really really cool idea, but it does not work. It can't work because Ray is already familiar. Ooh, she knows who Anakin Skywalker is. She knows the history. First of all, time travel is not going to be in episode nine. Okay, don't wrap your heads around that. I really doubt it. I think it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in Star Wars. There was the world between worlds in Rebels, but that that was different. That, that wasn't the same. We we actually don't have a full grasp of the you know understandings of what the world between worlds is, but apparently it can only be accessed via one or uh, like at least like a, at most three portals 
And it can only be accessed by two Jedis at a time. So, I don't know. I just don't think it, it would be really cool, right? But it just it wouldn't make sense. It just doesn't. Similar to a lot of the things in The Last Jedi. A lot of it's really, like, it sounds cool, it's great, and but it just doesn't make sense. A lot of that movie doesn't make sense. So I think that it would make this movie not make sense. And it would be a cool twist, it would be poetic, it would bring in that whole rhyming aspect of Star Wars, but I don't know. Then again, if it's executed really well, maybe she got brainwashed, and she forgot her past, and she's uh, told that her name is Shmi by Palpatine. Um, I don't know. Who knows? All I know is I'm really excited. I can't wait to see this movie. It's going to be epic. I'm going to cry. I'm crying right now thinking about it. But, (laughs) yeah, that's all I got today, guys. I just kind of wanted to jump on and talk. I guess we'll consider this a bonus episode. Yeah. Well, anyway, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Nice, quick episode today. I'm going to try and end it on 30 minutes exactly. So, like I said, tune in next week. We're going to have Females of the Force Part 2 with my girlfriend coming back on. Following that will be a music episode about the music of Star Wars. And I'll have the extended uh, version of my theme song on. And we'll get you guys' opinions on that. But other than that, thanks for listening. Please check out the social media, at First. Use the hashtag First. Hit me up. Tell me your Star Wars story. What do you want to hear on this show? Ask questions. We'll cover it in the next week's episode. Until then, somehow, some way, somewhere this week, may the Force be with you. <laughs>